What's up, friends? How you doing? This is Ambushed. My name is John. I was trained as a pastor, and I, uh, I'm trying to do good stuff with that. So today, this one's called, what did I title it? Bring Out the Oreos, because, I mean, Oreos are amazing, right? We are going to chat about Oreos, parables, and people missing the point of religion. <laughs> That's so good. So, once again, thank you for coming, checking this out. If you happen to listen to this, go over to Instagram because I started putting up uh, a daily thought about theology and religion. I'm going to do it for a hundred days now. So look up uh, at that John Chafee, and you'll see I'm already at day four, but we'll certainly have way more. And I have yes, I have a hundred days of three-minute quick videos already planned out. And I think that they'll be good. We're doing uh, the first set are just kind of setting some ground rules or some guiding thoughts that will help the rest of it go pretty well. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. And yeah, if you find it helpful, great. Um, But let's talk about Oreos, shall we? So uh, growing up, down at the Jersey Shore, my dad was a cookie fiend. And chances are most dads secretly are, you know. They'll uh, sneak a cookie from the cookie jar at any time of the day. Uh, it wasn't uncommon to wake up in the morning and see that a good set of the cookies were gone by morning time. <laughs> but here's the best part. We always loved Oreos in my household. And then, like, they just seemed to be the perfect ratio of crunch to, was that, that cream in the middle that's apparently vegan, you know? But then they one-upped themselves and they made double-stuffed Oreos, which, let's be honest, everyone took Oreos, took off one side, took off another side to another one, and then sandwiched them together. So they realized... Let's just make a double stuff. So those are also amazing. But they would go fast in our house, like way fast because my brother and I and my dad would all really enjoy them. Then I think it was my mom got tired of buying double stuffed Oreos. So then she went about this brilliant tactic of hiding the Oreos in the freezer Because you don't look for Oreos in the freezer. You look for Oreos, you know, in your pantry or on like the shelf or in the cupboard or somewhere else, but not the freezer. And so I remember at one point, I think it was in the summertime, we were going through and then we apparently we were going to grill something. I had to grab something out of the freezer, like some beef or something that we were going to grill. And then reached in and happened to see this little blue thing off to the side. And I I got down a little lower, peeked in, and found the double-stuffed Oreos frozen. I was like, what? So I grabbed that, pulled it out, and went to bite into it. But it was too hard because it was frozen. So you kind of had to put it back by the molars and crunch down that way. I was like, oh, 
this is my new favorite way of eating Oreos. Frozen Oreos are amazing. Similar to like how some people take Thin Mints, the Girl Scout cookies, and freeze those. Well, from that point on, we started freezing double-stuffed Oreos. <laughs> okay. Now, what does this have to do with a parable and then with people losing the plot? Oh, great question. Okay. Well, I was having a conversation with some people last night, and some of them said, you should really take a look at TikTok because there are some people up there. They're putting up videos about Jesus, and they're terrible. They're just fear-mongering, and it's all inducing worry and anxiousness. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And it kind of led me down this spiral of how is it possible that people can know about stories from the Bible, or maybe they know the scriptures, maybe they've been a church-going person, and their whole life can be matched by looking religious, yet they still have missed the plot. It's like, oh, you're so close, yet so far away, right? And then there are some of us that when we meet people that are so close to getting what it's all about, and then we see that they're actually so far off, it leaves us with a bad taste in our mouth. And I understand some people then just completely walk away from the path, but you can't, it's almost not fair because you're walking away from a bad interpretation of it. You're not actually walking away from the real interpretation of where the mojo's at, where the magic happens, where the plot really lies, you know? So Jesus, at one point, is walking along with his disciples, and in Matthew chapter 13, he goes and gives a number of parables. Now, parables are kind of like Aesop's fables. They're kind of like morality tales. They're kind of analogies or metaphors where he's trying to prove a point by using some imagery. And here's this one. So this is from Matthew 13, and it's one of my favorite passages. It goes like this. Have you understood all of this? Speaking about the parables that he had said so far. And they answered yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. When Jesus had finished these parables, he left that place. So that's the summary, the final parable that he gives, at least right there, in kind of a string of parables before he moves on to the next town. Now, we're going to break this down. It's only two, three verses, but there's a lot of things packed into it with a lot of implications. And yes, we will come back to the Oreos. Okay. So a scribe, what does he say? Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like, da, 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 da. a scribe, you could say it's a lawyer. You could say it's, uh, 
I guess you could say a theologian. You could say it's somebody that takes the Bible very seriously. Anyone who's a student of religion in this sense is kind of a scribe. And there's other translations that might say, instead of scribe, a teacher of the law, someone that teaches, like this is what it's about. This is some someone who says it's about keeping commandments. It's about keeping morality. It's about being a good person. And there are people that teach that understanding of religion, but there's something more going on because I said in this one translation, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven, but it's not only trained, it could be every scribe Every Bible thumper, you know, every person who focuses on morality, yet then becomes a learner or a disciple, you could say apprentice. There's a lot of alternative words. Anyone who becomes a learner, a follower, an apprentice of the kingdom of heaven, oh man. It's like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. So listen, it's entirely possible to be a Bible thumper, but never actually be an apprentice, a student, a learner, a disciple, a follower of the kingdom of heaven. It's totally possible to miss the point while being so close to it. So what's the problem here, though? Okay, well, it's if you emphasize the words, the text or the laws or the morality as the point of the religion, that that can be a problem because if you emphasize all those things, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a follower, apprentice, or student of the kingdom of heaven, which in Matthew's gospel is all of what Jesus preached about. So when Jesus shows up on the scene, he often says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And some people like to think that he's actually talking about himself or just the reign of God. Turn your life around because the Christ is here. Turn your life around because the rule of God is, is very different from what all y'all thought it was. But this doesn't necessarily mean that you should stop reading the Bible just because there are people that read the Bible and interpret it poorly. You should study it um, because they're, they're like a kind of necessary precursor. It's like you have to stand on those shoulders in order to get a better view of what the world is really about. But when you're standing on top of the shoulders of the scriptures and the tradition, the center of the tradition that didn't lose the plot, you you get a better vantage view of everything. And instead you'll say, oh, from up here, I see over the wall and I see oh, this is a very different landscape than I thought it was. Because the kingdom of heaven, in the name of the Christ, is all about helping one another to grow and to heal. 
and to carry the joys and the disappointments of life together, you know, it's not about being a Bible thumper as the scribes were back in Jesus's day. Oh, you see this parable, even though it was written thousands of years ago, still speaks to an ongoing problem and issue and topic today that it's possible to be a very learned person about religion and yet still completely miss the point of what the Christ wants us to be and do in this world. So if anything, uh, it's like the scriptures, the tradition, the scholarship, it's almost as though those are just the framework or the dimensions of the storehouse, but it's not the content of the storehouse. You know, imagine a barn and it's like focusing on the external framing of the barn, but never actually paying attention to what's inside of it, which is where the real life is. There's actually animals and there's living things happening in there. You know, barns actually create kind of their own little small ecosystem and they can keep warm because of all the animal bodies in there during the winter. But here's the best part, getting off track just a little bit. Here's the best part, is that the actual disciple, the actual learner, the actual apprentice, student, follower of the kingdom of heaven, won't just repeat what's been said by everyone else. They will also say brand new things. They won't say what's always been said, and they won't only say brand new things. They'll do something that's a mix of both. Kind of like frozen Oreos. You've always known Oreos, but maybe you never had them frozen. And so it's like a mix of the old and the new. And you're like, whoa, what is this? There's kind of a creativity that's necessary to actual uh, apprentices, followers, disciples, of the kingdom of heaven. There's like a freshness that happens with them because they don't only pull out dusty things. They might pull out dusty things and dust them off and be like, oh, this is a treasure that's been hidden back in here for a while. Dust it off and use it in a brand new way. So unfortunately, when we have exposure or time around people who are scribes or are Bible thumpers, we can we can kind of get tired of it because maybe they're focusing on the externals of what the storehouse looks like rather than pointing in and bringing out these like wonderful treasures that are hidden inside that need to be brought out. Now, when well-intentioned religious folk miss the point and focus on devotion to ritual and to religion, um, it's easy to get frustrated. And in fact, we can even get frustrated at ourselves if we are that type of person. And then we get frustrated that maybe other people don't focus on the rituals or the religions exactly as we do. But, you know, we've always got to invite ourselves first and then other people to remember, oh, it's not just about being a scribe 
It's not just about being somebody that protects the religion. No, it's it's got more to it than that. It's a matter of being a follower and an apprentice, a learner, a student of the kingdom of heaven and realizing that's really what it's all about. Because we got to remember to focus on the content and not just the container that holds the real message. Because it's entirely possible to focus all of our attention and get defensive about the container, but not what's inside the container, the content. And religion is good. It is. But it's just the container that's holding the real content, which is, hey, how about if we all live into and love like the Christ at all times? You see, it's a slightly different emphasis. But just because someone knows a lot, it doesn't necessarily mean that that they are or we are focusing on the right things. The Christ, however, always invites us to transcend being just scribes, just being students, just being scholars, and instead become apprentices and followers of the kingdom of heaven. While, okay, so we have to transcend just being scholars and scribes and being Bible thumpers. We've got to rise above that while also including in a healthy way everything that brought us to that divine mystery of being apprentices and disciples and followers and learners and students of the kingdom of heaven. Because, and yes, I am getting this from Ken Wilber, but I think it's absolutely brilliant for human growth and development and everything. It's important to transcend just being Bible readers. But to include that as we then learn to focus on the content and not just the container of what the real message is. So in some sense, it's like going back to the Oreos. (laughs) Someone who's actually got themselves into this mystery of being a student of the kingdom of heaven, they're going to have like a freezer where they can reach in every so often and bring out something that seems old and new at the same time. And if you ask me, that's kind of exactly what we need right now, is people that actually are quite studious, quite scholarly. They know the tradition. They know their scriptures very well, inside and out, but that they realize that the tradition and the scriptures and everything are kind of like an envelope that just carries the real message within them. Because if you get a letter in the mail, you don't focus on the envelope. You focus on the letter inside, the real message, not the the envelope, the container. Okay. 
So let's wrap this up. <laughs> uh, we live in a, a time and an age where most people assume that religion is behind the times. Maybe we feel as though it's archaic or backwards and passe. But the, the real problem is when people walk away from religion too quickly, it's almost like you throw out the envelope with the letter still inside of it. And you say, ah, we don't use letters anymore. We use email. It's like you missed the point. So to everyone that so quickly shucks off or throws off religion and casts aside tradition and scriptures, you're really missing out on something. Because maybe you have a bad taste in your mouth and maybe you gave a bad taste to yourself because you were one of those legalistic, condescending scribes that gets angry and frustrated at other people. And therefore, you make other people angry and frustrated because you're focusing on the externals rather than the internal, the container rather than the contents, the barn rather than the livestock on the inside, the freezer rather than the frozen Oreos within, you know? So don't be so quick to just throw off religion. Don't be so quick to just dismiss people who take religion seriously because carried deep within religion, there might actually be, and this is a famous, famous word, a kernel of what the real message is about. There could be, the word is kerygma, the real um, core or essence of what the whole thing is actually about. So, that being said, <laughs> don't give up on religion because maybe it's trying to carry something more profound to you than you realize. Maybe in the midst of everyone else seemingly around you missing the point, it could actually be further reason for you want to study it more to figure out where they lost the plot so that you don't. Maybe it would be a good idea for you and I to take it seriously that being a scribe and a scholar about the religion and its externals is the necessary first step to then getting to the second step of being a follower, a learner, a student, an apprentice, a disciple of the kingdom of heaven, which the Christ spoke so often about in the gospel of Matthew. So that's all. Thank you so much. And may grace and peace be with you. And my goodness, go freeze some Oreos because, uh, it's real good. <laughs> this has been Bring Out the Oreos.